This is the Daily Dispatch podcast with your business correspondent, Ted Keenan. Today, Dispatch Live is talking to Pinky Zungu, uh, the harbour master for the port of East London. And you've been at the job for how long, Pinky? I've been here from November 1st, 2022. So in the the port of East London, it's been a few months. Um, But in the maritime industry, we're talking 15 years. Wow. Yes. Perhaps I shouldn't say this for Dispatch Live, but you certainly (laughs) don't look that old. Anyway, let us progress. In your time... You've had a brilliant result with the cruise industry. You've gone from eight to 20 ships. You must be delighted. We are thrilled. We are thrilled as the port. And it just shows that um, we were all hungry for the business, not only as the port of East London, not only as the Eastern Cape um, um, region, if you want to put it, but I think as a country, we were just hungry and ready, you know, for, 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 for foreign visitors to come and see what we have to offer, you know. And there is proof to say from the COVID where everything was just shut off, people wanted to get out of there and, 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 and have fun. And we were able to then accommodate them and um, show them what we have to offer from the East London side of things. From a, t- a tourism aspect, it is it is almost a pity that East London is not seen as a major attraction because people that come here on the ships are delighted with what East London offers, but they can't see too much. Is there anything the port can do to to try and have longer stays here? Maybe a two-day stay stopover or something? There is something that the port can do, but mostly it's what the customers themselves, you know, they will have to voice it out. Uh, When they go to the safaris, they have to come back and give that feedback to say they would like to have more time when they go to our beaches, when they go to our uh, cultural uh, spaces where they enjoy the Kosa dances or the Khoisan dances, they will have to then indicate it, you know, to the principals for the cruise liners because the ports are ready, you know, to accommodate the passenger vessels for much longer stays than what we are currently um, uh, experiencing. I know that the port is really concentrating on the aspect of tourism and that, and you were saying that there was quite a big indaba recently. What were the positives that came out of that? Well, we recently had um, a meeting uh, where we were looking at how we have done with regards to the season, the cruise season that we just wrapped up. Um, Basically looking at the learnings to say what were the positives and what can we learn from that. And we had uh, our stakeholders there, we had the BCM Tourism, we had your SAPS there, Um, We had our shipping liners, our shipping agents, but the positives there as well was that we would like for the passengers to have um, more time to enjoy the safaris because that's the complaint at the moment where they say us having only four hours, it's not enough, you know, so that is something that we've taken it as a positive. 
But what we also pick up from that was that there's that collaborative effort between the Port Authority and the BCM, the, the municipality themselves. There's that collaborated effort to say, what more can we do um, um, to actually offer the cruise industry a more um, a delightful experience when they come into our port? And, and that was a positive. There are some other positives. The grain terminal seems to be going again. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. The grain elevator is now fully operational. And we had um, our first vessel um, just, I'll say, a month or just more than a month ago, the maize vessel that came through. Um, and she loaded just over 43,000 metric tons uh, of maize. You know, so that is a, a, a big plus, you know, for, for, for the Eastern Cape as a whole, because it supports our, um, uh, our, our agricultural aspect, of which that is what the Eastern Cape is known for, you know, when it comes to the agri-products, your grains. That is what it was known for all along. Yeah. So having the grain elevator up and running it's actually the best thing that could have happened uh, for East London and specifically for the port of East London because now it's going to be attracting more traffic uh, our way. So we are excited about that. Eastern Cape's the breadbasket of South Africa. I mean, yes. we, we really do have everything. Yes. We are fighting with the previous Port Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do we steal more business from them. <laughs> I think what is important is that within TNPA you've got your eight ports of which each of them is very unique and each of them actually caters to if I can say its own market. Mm. Um, for instance if you're looking at PE they are focused a lot on your automotives you yeah. know because they don't have just one um, OEM, but they've got various OEMs that they focus yeah. on. But when you come to the port of East London, our strong point is the agri products. Yeah. You know, so if we can position ourselves that way as the port of East London, I think we do have a, a place on the map. On the automotive side, we also have a strong point as far as that is concerned, because we know that uh, Mercedes-Benz SA is actually based in the port of East London. So we do have a strong uh, a position as far as that is concerned. And we know as well that they do plan on growing. So as the port, the challenge right now is to attract another OEM, you know, so that we don't only just have Mercedes-Benz, but we have another OEM just to increase um, that competition, but healthy competition within the automotive industry. Yeah, the the roll-on, roll-off vessel has been going for a long time. Yes. But it still seems to be a very smooth running operation. It is very smooth. Um, I think the Port of East London, they've done well as far as that is concerned. They understand the business. They understand what the customer requires. You know, even from when the ship crosses in, to when those vehicles are loaded off, they know exactly what is required. So they've actually mastered, you know, what the customer requires from them. And they are quick to even change if something more is then asked of them. So that is why it's another room 
where the port can grow from to say let us grow our automotive because we've been doing well as far as that is concerned. There seems to be a lot of activity with opening up various branch lines, lines that have been closed for quite a while. While this is perhaps not your area, can you give us any indication of what might be happening? When we're saying branch lines, we're talking rail. Rail. Yeah. Okay. Whenever you have a port anywhere in the world, you must have rail operational, you know, because um, your port becomes the gateway where you're going to have cargo coming in, but that cargo must not stay in port. It must go through to the inland or landlocked areas of that particular country. So for our ports to work, all of them, not just the port of East London, you must have the rail working. So we know that currently with Transnet Rail, there are, or rather there has been um, uh, uh, slots that have been um, um, given to the private operators to say, um, we can collaborate. Transnet still owns the rail network, but now we are calling on the private sector to say, come, you can operate in our rail network. Because where we are um, in a way pinched as far as cash is concerned, the private sector can come and say, um, I can do A, B, C, and D, and I can even do it much faster because they've got less red tape than us as the state-owned entities. So the Port of East London as well is there in that mix to say, we're now going to be having rail slots that have been taken. I think we've got two uh, uh, companies that have actually shown interest in running those uh, those rail slots, which again, it's going to be attracting traffic our way as the port. You know, now the challenge is going to be: Are we going to be able to uh, control and manage that traffic? But what I can say now, we're excited and we are ready. There has been talk for a long time mm. about the development of the port, not so much from the ships coming in or out or making it deeper or wider, etc., but rather using all the land around yes. as residential and perhaps to create another Cape Town, Cape Town style. Where you ho you have leisure, yes, type. hotels, yes, everything, timeshare. Yes. The whole lot. Yes. Well, obviously, um, we are still under the umbrella of Transnet. So you, we have to be very mindful of how that capital is spent. Mm. We've got bigger ports that are bigger than others. So we all have to follow a certain criteria to say, where is the most investment going to go to? So we are in that list as well as the Port of East London. But there are crucial things that have to be done for the Port, port of East London before we even get to the Cape Town status. Yeah. The first thing is for us to grow the volumes within the port so that we make more revenue. Because if we make more revenue, we'll, be, we'll have the luxury of saying, we think we want to build a hotel here or there. But that's the first point for us. That's why for us in our projects, we have to ensure that our infrastructure is um, um, is refurbished, um, if I can put it that way. So we are talking of deepening one of our berths there by uh, where the car terminal is. We want to deepen one of the berths there so that we can accommodate much bigger vessels. 
we also want to realign the entrance channel because currently our channel is very is very tricky and it becomes limiting you know because it means that if a ship is too long you can't be turning a ship too many times you know while you are still trying to line up to come into the port you still want to have it like a runway as you've seen you, when the plane takes off it must have that straight runway so that it has a smooth takeoff the same or similar concept applies to shipping whereby you want your entrance channel to be wide enough and to be straight so that you can accommodate you can push your limits you know you can accommodate longer vessels bigger vessels so those are our focus areas and what we also want to do in this London we've got the dry dock which means we want to attract ship repairers you know so all your fishing vessels all your salvage tugs you know and smaller vessels we want to accommodate them in our in our ship repair to 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 in to to revive the ship repair industry because again that's a strong point for the port of east london there was a lot of talk recently about actual ship building here yes. small scale ships we're not talking about aircraft carriers or that yeah. has there been any progress with that um as i've said the first point is for us to say who are our ship repairers um reviving that entire market to say even to advertise or market ourselves to say we are here now when it comes to ship building the first step is ship repairing if we get to a point whereby we become the one stop shop for ship repairing it then puts us in a better position for ship building so that is the stage that we as the port are in now we want to first attract the ship repairing and we even want to ensure that east london does have the required skills because that has been the cry as well to say you don't have enough people that are skilled in that field in so much so that some of them have got to be flown from durban or come from pe you know even things like coded welders you know so we have to grow uh, uh, that skill within east london before we even get to the position of of, of shipbuilding there has been over the last couple of years quite a lot of uh, acrimonious dealings between the port and bcm has that slowed down a little bit or is there more conversation um yes there's more conversation and i'm sure everyone obviously follows the news in terms of uh, what is happening even within the 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 SOEs themselves the municipalities um, I think all of us have been in the news, but what I can tell you now is that there's been a lot of changes within leadership, both in the SOEs and the municipalities themselves, whereby the people that you have currently are people that are all about serving, you know, and doing what is right, because all of us, we are being put here to then serve, to serve this country, to grow our economy. And that is what we are conversing about when we meet with the, the city officials. We are talking about how do we grow the economy within our respective uh, spaces. Yeah. So, taking out your crystal ball and having a deep look in it, where do you see the port in five years' time? What, what would be the major changes? The major changes would be our infrastructure, as I've said. So in the next five years, you will definitely have uh, one more berth that will be deeper. 
which means instead of you just having I will say 11 you will have 12 berths that are going to be able to accommodate cargo working vessels that's, a, that, that's for sure in the next five years we're also going to be uh, entering into uh, private partnerships with um, uh, 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 the private uh, service providers for our dry docks mm. because initially or, or rather as it is now Transnet owns the dry docks if anyone goes there um, basically they are paying us you know um, but we want to get to a point where we've got private partnerships whereby we share the dry dock with the private sector you know that's so, an amazing change isn't yeah, it yes it is it is and it's going to attract more business you know mm. so that is those are just the changes that are going to be happening in the near future what you're also going to see is that we will be having that realignment of the breakwater yeah. for our entrance channel. So those are just the things that are going to be happening soon. So you've got quite a busy five years ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to Dispatch Live. Thank you so much, Ted.